What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Ba-ba-ba-ba. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Mm. Yeah. Did, yeah. You, did you keep track of the Emmys? I think it just happened yesterday, right? No. No. Uh. No. Don't really bother with this entertainment. I mean, this award shows anymore. Mm. Uh, just tired of them. I mean, they. I think the the big transition for me was like the Will Smith slap, uh, and how people were still clapping for him after he did that and all. Mm. Kind of shows you that, yeah, you know, the award shows has no, there's no morals in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's just a parade, lah. It is like right. They don't yeah, dare to. Yeah. They always talking about calling out politicians or that. Then something happens right in front of them, and the show just goes on. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It's that's kind true. of hypocritical, uh, So I think it lost all uh, relevance. Uh, after mm. that. Yeah. Then if if Yalabad is nominated for an Emmy Award, is there a podcast category? Maybe in future. La. Oh, you know, if they invite us, then uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll reconsider. <laughs> I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a chance. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, man. Why right? are you very? You're very obsessed with it. Is it no? No, but I mean, you, you surprisingly, you, I think you are quite a, quite a whore for like, uh, like pop culture stuff. Like, like thanks for calling me a whore. Right? There you are many, that. many other words you could have used. <laughs> well, well, to be I mean, a fan. Not, oh, a fan. An aficionado. Aficionado. No, but there needs to be, there needs to be like some, a bit of a, a little bit of bite to it, right? Ah uh, no, I disagree. Uh, I don't think there needs to be bite. Okay, so uh, you're I, very you're a fan. You're a fan of no. Like I would say it that. is part of news, right? So like, I only found out about Emmys because yeah, it was in the news, yeah, and I'm yeah. curious to also see how things are. But like you, I'm also jaded about the whole thing, mm. Uh, but to me, it's just like it's something that happens. Yeah. Uh, it's in the field that we are in, which is entertainment and media. So I want to have knowledge of it and just understand hmm, what's what's going on and all that, lah. Mm. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm a whore, Terrence. No, 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 but I'm just talking about the celebrity gossip side of things. Surprisingly, yeah. a lot of times I hear a lot of these things from you, la, celebrity gossip Again, stuff. news. <laughs> news, yeah. Taylor Swift dating no, history on it. Like, like recently, like the host of Golden Globes, Joe yeah, yeah, Coy, yeah, yeah. he was getting a lot of backlash. Yeah, yeah. So I also want to understand, okay, here's a comedian who got this gig two weeks prior. Yeah. Uh, he got a bunch of backlash and how that is seen, how that is taken and like what that reflects of his own mm-hmm. uh, comedic chops. La. Again, separate yeah. issue. I'm talking about like gossip, gossip. Like, so then, is what it, is gossip? What then? What is gossip? Who's dating who? And uh, like these things like that, lah. Yeah. Sometimes I, I just have this yeah. like, very strong memory that a lot of times I hear all these things from yeah, you, yeah. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's part of the news. <laughs> it's part of the news cycle. Yeah, you yeah. see, there's the, some, there's the some deeper philosophical thing about who's dating who that is. No, like popular. Ali Wong, star of Beef. <laughs> yeah, she yeah. is now dating uh, Bill Hader, who is one of my comedy heroes. <laughs> yeah. Who was the creator of Barry? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, and then yeah. it's also Ali Wong was shat on her husband a lot during her stand-up comedy specials. Ah, I see. So I then see. I think, huh? Maybe was there was, was there too much truth to that? No, oh, okay. Terence is all again, the, news. the human condition. As Harry says, again, news. The human <laughs> Taylor condition. Taylor Swift, who's she dating? News. Yeah, <laughs> because how the news re- reacts to how and who she is dating is also reflective of like media in general. Mm. It's news, Terence. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, it's news. Of course, I don't read like. 20-page articles about Taylor Swift's dating history. Mm. But it's just something that's out there, something that uh, revolves around her and pop culture. So why not? Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay Again, okay. I wouldn't say I'm a whore. Yeah, okay. Right? <laughs> if someone likes sushi, would you call him a whore for sushi? Okay lah, can lah, can. can. You be, that's what are you yeah, a whore yeah. of, Terrence? 
Mm, I'm a whore of uh, tech, uh, tech, tech gadgets. Tech, yeah, gadgets. You know, like like I I I do partake in a lot of watching a lot of videos about them. Even though yeah. I use less and less of them, like, and I'm still a luddite when it comes to like simply go or easy link and all, as uh, we talked about, like, right? Yeah, yeah. But I just like I just like that that you know new stuff. And you'd be fine if I call you a whore for tech gadgets. I'm okay. I'm not sensitive about it, la, You know, see, <laughs> it's just a term of endearment about it, lah. <laughs> no, because yeah, yeah, yeah. the way you said it is the thing that was attached to it. The the way you said it, like Terrence, you for those listening, you go on YouTube, you see Terrence's face when he when he said the word whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, like You know, like yeah, I don't know why. Well, someone stepped off the wrong side of oh. bed and everything. So angry about it, like. I, But I, thank I, you for the justification about what is news and, and what's not. Uh, I, I, it makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah it yeah. makes sense. It's part of news, it's man. It's part of news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Can can. Yeah, can can. No harm, I mean, yeah. Taylor Swift, as much as we shit on her, time personality. She's a global phenomenon. Man. And she's coming to Singapore in yeah. a couple, a few, eh? is it months or weeks? March. March, okay. March. Okay. Next so, week is Coldplay. Uh, Coldplay. Anything about Chris Martin that you want to update about? Or what? Oh, so Coldplay yeah. actually released a, a green report. Oh. And apparently their whole tour is carbon neutral. <laughs> okay. And I was okay. like, fuck, a band launched that. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I mean, then they talked about how in certain stadiums and all, they have this thing that they put below the audience so that their actions and all power some of the equipment and all. Oh, I don't reasons. know how true that is, wow. but they are the first band ever to release a sustainability report, not a green report. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, wow, it's interesting, right, Terrence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so there's news. Uh, there's news. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you could argue also some people, okay, I wouldn't say that's gossip. Like, I don't know who the hell Chris Martin is dating now, whether he's even married or not. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. But yeah, there's news. Yeah. So there was one a little nugget of info for Coldplay. There you go. There you go. Again, you see, my point exactly. Like, I wouldn't have known this at all. See, if yeah. you didn't bring it. <laughs> yeah, but you can portray it in a positive way, Terrence. Okay, okay. Yeah. He's a very, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a fan. Uh, he's a fan, fan. fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a very uh, casual fan of like celebrity ongoings. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't even say gossip, I say ongoings. Uh, because sometimes it's pays to know a lot about stuff happening outside Singapore, right? Mm-hmm. Which is our first topic also is not Singapore-focused. Yeah, it was supposed to be Yeah, when we decided, like, let's look outside. Let's stop yeah. gazing our navels for all, right? Yeah, yeah, because we actually decided the topic, but then when we first saw each other in the office, we started talking about this other topic. Then we're like, hey, shit, there's a yeah. lot more to say for this. Why, why hide from it, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah. but before we jump into that, yeah. what is the regular spiel? Terrence. Well, if this is the first time you're listening to us <laughs> two horse talking. <laughs> and wondering, what the fuck? I thought this was a news podcast. What the fuck is this? It is, uh, it is. Um, well, if it's the first time you're listening to us talking, uh, welcome. And uh, please do follow, subscribe. I know majority of people who have been shown our videos recently are not subscribers, mm. you know, just based on stats. So uh, it would really help if uh, you subscribe because, yeah, the I mean, personally, one of the things I want to see happen this year is for Yalabad to get that beautiful YouTube 100k subscriber oh, button. Yeah. I mean, we have the, we have one from oh, yeah. this year, funny. If, if you can yeah, see in Harish's you can background. See it behind me. Yeah. yeah. Harish, you just point out so that. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's here. Uh, if you're okay, on YouTube, okay. good reason to go to YouTube. That's yeah. our 100k subscriber yeah. button. And if you look at that, that's the old version as well. It's mm. not even the newer, more updated one that's all metal and all. I was mm. like, it comes in a photo frame and all. Yeah. yeah. But, but it'd be nice if Yalabad, you know, could could somehow hit that and we don't get any money for it you just get like this is just a form of recognition it's like a, winning a trophy at a at a you know the sports day kind of thing like, this right? coming from someone who said he doesn't care about Emmys and Academy Awards this oh, one yeah. different <laughs> la. different, right, different. Yeah. it's your own effort it's linked to your own but like, you can effort, argue you know? that for Emmy and Academy also right? 
is your Okay, effort. but there's no voting lah. This one is yeah. is a number, it's you a know. Number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one votes whether you should get this, you should get that. You don't need to curry favor or why yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It is no, democratic. Yeah. And no, people, everyone can play a part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No Harvey Weinstein's like, you know, uh, guarding the gates or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like pure numbers. Anyone, you listening can help us to achieve that. Yeah. We're yeah. at 5K now. So we've got 95K to get. We're not at 5K yet. We're still sub 5K. Oh, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. at 5K. Yeah, almost yeah, yeah. at 5K. So we're still a long way to go. Like, but yeah, let's, let's, let's push for that. Like. Yeah. So subscribe on YouTube. Um, follow us on social media and if you want to work with us you can always reach out to us at contact at ministryoffunny.com yeah sweet sweet okay so what so what is, yeah yeah what is what that is, one big topic that we want to talk about uh, it is uh, the news that the first one of the first kind of election related stuff in the US presidential election related stuff has completed it was the Iowa caucus mm. caucuses uh, and the big winner that came away is Trump, mm. who won fifty-one percent of the caucuses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've heard the word caucuses before today, but I never really understood uh what the hell that means. Um, it sounds like a sore part of your body. Oh, cactus, uh, cactus. Yeah, or callus. Yeah, you know? yeah, callus. It's like a mix between the two. Correct, correct. But like, did you have an understanding before before today about what the caucus is, what primaries are, and all? Uh, not the exact definition. Uh, mm. but. I'm sure you've done some reading, right? Uh, I've tried to understand it. So basically, the presidential campaign trail starts like a year before the presidential election, which is November 2024. It happens on the first Tuesday of every uh, of the of November. So this year, uh, the candidates have started their trail. And from what I understand, okay, this caucus, it is the first caucus of the year. And the whole purpose of this is to decide which delegates mm. get sent to the national convention that happens, I think, in April or middle of the year, mm. where the Democrats and the Republicans both decide their presidential candidate. Yeah. So I think there are 2,400 delegates there. So this one was to assign like 40 delegates la, mm. from Iowa. Uh, and I was thinking, okay, so it's like a mini election. La, but a caucus is different from a primary election. Mm. Both of which ha- can happen la, for both Republicans or Democrats. Mm. This one is called a caucus because... Okay, from what I understand, a caucus, right, people come together, they actually discuss and then they vote who they want uh, their uh, party candidate to be mm. and then the delegates are assigned there. Mm. So they actually discuss. I think traditionally, right, they would vote by people going to one corner of the place mm. and uh, for one candidate, another candidate go and they actually try and like convince each other to come over mm. and all that. La. I see. With the end goal of deciding one candidate for primary elections, it is just a close vote, secret vote, and there's a number at the end. La. I see, I see. So this is traditionally Iowa caucuses are the first caucuses of the year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. some, the like the next ones can be like primaries. Yeah. Rather than caucuses. Like, yeah, like, I think depending. it depends on the state. Yeah, yeah. yeah like New Hampshire, I think, will be a primary. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, even, and but the but the largest significance of this is this is like. Essentially, the the kicking off of the mm. presidential uh, campaign, lah. If anything, yeah, right? correct, correct, correct. And it's Republican only. Yeah, yeah. That means one party, the the more conservative, yeah, uh, so called right right side, lah, right leaning yeah. side, Because in the US, you actually register as Democrat or Republican, mm. and you can only vote in I think one primary or one caucus. Mm. So you can't go to every state and just register. register. So this one, um, yeah, I think you have to register as a Republican and then you vote. Yeah. So then it is within the Republican Party, how many people actually favor Trump versus the other candidates? Mm-hmm. Uh, w- w- did you understand anything else that I missed out? Um, 
no, I think that was covered it quite, quite, quite well. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's a it's the first step of the process, and then yeah, the whole election stuff will happen at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But what made you want to talk about this? Eh? I think it's just the, you know, just the reality that where, like, it's almost like twenty sixteen all over again uh, mm. when Trump, uh, you know, basically came to the forefront, uh, right? Yeah. And you know when he started off in 2015, 20, uh, campaigning in 2015 and all, uh, it was, you know, everyone laughed it off as a, like a joke, mm-hmm. like this reality TV star, The Apprentice, and everything. There's no way that he could win the Republican nomination. Uh, and then, bit by bit, I think, I think in Iowa, in fact, he lost the, or at least he wasn't the front runner in the, mm-hmm. the last election for Iowa. It was yeah. Ted Cruz, uh, right? Yeah. But he turned it around and, yeah, he essentially started, I believe that, with that line about, uh, you know, Mexicans, they're, they're talking about Mexicans being rapists and everything. Oh, like. Well, that was like early on in the trail. I remember that was when, you know, people started to like, wow, this guy, what's, what the hell is he saying? Like, like he's, a joke, like, he's a joke. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was talking about other people from other countries already. He wasn't even mm. talking about stuff going on in America. Like, yeah. So yeah. that's when people are like, wow, this guy, the stuff he's saying, there's no way that he could become president, right? Yeah. Like, like there's no way that he could lose to someone as, as, decorated and as experienced as Hillary Clinton, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, it just snowballed until everyone's jaws dropped in, when he was finally elected, lah, right? Because I remember even like a few weeks before the election, yeah. people were still like, this is not going to happen. Yeah, not gonna happen. I think even SNL parodied a skit where Hillary Clinton and all were just, you know, like, just complacent and yeah, like, yeah there's yeah. no way, because he was still saying stupid shit all yeah, the way. Yeah. And right? then like, he was appearing on Jimmy Fallon and getting his hair twizzled by yeah. Jimmy Fallon and people like, yeah, obviously he's there just for the publicity. Like he just wants a PR from this experience. Then right? he had the secret tape also of him talking about, you know, oh, grabbing yeah, someone yeah. by the certain yeah, part of their yeah, body. Yeah. So um, yeah. yeah. And then I mean so so I mean it's just a reality check that uh all these years later, uh it seems like he's still he's still number one in the Republican Party, like, right? Uh, yeah. And maybe even strong in a stronger position than before. Like. Yeah, yeah, because I mean Overall, right, like out of all the candidates, he got 51% of the vote in Iowa. Yeah. With DeSantis coming second and Nikki Haley coming third. Yeah. Um, but I think just like forget about the stats. The main thing is that, yeah, like what you said, he improved across uh, Iowa. Mm-hmm. He did better in places that he was weaker in 2016. Yeah. Um, of course, there is a trend of him gaining a lot more ground in more of the rural areas mm, compared mm, to suburban and urban. Yeah. Uh, and I think the only places he didn't win were like when there's like a university there. Yeah. And there yeah. are more people with, Young people, with right. degrees. Yeah. La. But even in those, he got more of a vote now than he did previously. Mm-hmm. And this is not just coming with the starting point that last time he was a reality TV star, la, you know, business mogul. Now, if you look at what's on his plate, he's got, I don't know how many charges against him. Yeah, 91, he, I, think, I believe. Yeah, nine, 91, and he's on trial. Certain trials are not even started yet. Yeah. Uh, so, in business, he faces 34 felony felony charges. Mm. Um, then he faces other charges about, you know, the the Capitol Hill riots, you know. Yeah. But somehow, he's stronger than ever. Yeah, he's like a cockroach. He'll never go <laughs> away, right? Yeah, and now, like, you, you say you've been watching clips of him talking recently, right? Yeah, and I, I'm just reminded of, I mean, in in some crazy way, like, right? I'm reminded of, like, the whole crazy entertainment aspect 
mm. that he brings to politics, uh, right? Uh, anyway, it ties in nicely what we discussed earlier about celebrity gossip and all these things. Like, remember for those years how much attention was on every single speech or every single appearance that Trump made? Mm. Whether at international meetings or how he shook hands with world leaders yeah. <laughs> and uh, how he leaned forward in his shoes and things like that. And, and you know, like him, I mean, coming to Singapore and meeting uh, Kim Jong-un and, and everything. Yeah. We haven't had that for years already, right? Yeah. Like, like, like Biden or even... Uh, Kamala Harris, I barely even remember the name of the VP and everything. Right? Yeah, you had to take a pause. Yeah, like, yeah, they like, take uh, a pause. And they all came, to, I mean, Kamala Harris was in Singapore and everything, but like, you barely hear a peep about her. Mm. Uh, Biden also, you know, no one's really scrutinizing him internationally like, that much. Yeah. And then, if anything, we're more focused on all the unrest that has happened in the world since, like, right? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm just reminded, wow, yeah, those crazy reality TV days of the Trump presidency are back like, and it was in full force when he was giving his victory speech. He was like, you know, calling the uh, the other candidates like Ron Santis. He calls him Ron the Sanctimonious, <laughs> names like that. Uh, he was mocking, you know, the the people who, who uh, I think Chris Christie, another candidate who dropped out uh, uh. beforehand and all that. Uh, yeah, like, he just his usual, the usual shtick, oh, just mocking everyone and just rambling on about how everything's great and how it's awesome and how, you know, even to his tribute to his mother-in-law, which was like really strange, you know. So yeah, we're back to those days again. No? Like that, that's what I'm going to see. I think this is what we're going to see for the next year or so until yeah. the elections. Because uh, yeah. I think it's easy to forget that the elections are happening this November. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, like when I saw this, I was like, oh shit, because over the past few months, you hear like, you know, he's on trial. Uh, I think recently there were a few states that prevented him from running mm. or like having caucuses or even primaries. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether that's sorted out yet, mm -mm. but it was, I think broadly there were a few states that said, okay, no, you are ineligible to run. Uh, but that was at a state level. Yeah. And then they brought it up to the Supreme Court and now it's still being decided. But I mean, this caucus has happened. He's won 51%. Yeah. He won 98 out of the 99 counties. Yeah. So it just feels like, oh shit. I mean, Iowa traditionally is quite conservative. Like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, it just looks like, and then you step away and then you look at all the, like what you say, right, the unrest in the world. It really feels like the US right now, just like as a lay person looking at it, it feels like it's a lot weaker than mm. it used to be. La. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, politics-wise, we don't know what happens behind closed doors and all the longer-term stuff. But just the impression, is almost like the monitor of the class now, right? Yeah. It's like this nice guy who, you know, doesn't want to offend everyone mm. and is a bit confused, uh, meme-worthy, whereas Trump was the guy, you might not like him, but he is, he felt like he, okay, he had a, he had a stronger fist. La. I mean, that's the narrative that I think that um, a lot of the conservatives are pushing for, la, right? Mm. That Trump was a strongman president compared to what Biden is right now, la, right? Mm. Allowing allowing a lot of these conflicts to take place around the world and not taking a very tough stand against it, right? Uh, and I mean, we we don't have the stats or and, and the facts to back it up and yet, right? So I think Trump is jumping on that bandwagon and really like he's, you know, basically he like positioning Joe Biden as ineffective, you know, calling him dementia Joe and, mm. and things like that. And really like openly mocking the way he looks confused when getting off stage and then the way he walks and things like that. He, he was doing 
he was doing caricatures of Joe Biden in, his, in one recent speech as well. Mm. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're really doubling down on exactly what you say about this perception that, uh, yeah, you know, whatever you want to say about Trump, he's not as uh, ineffective as Joe Biden. Mm. Um, and and what, what I was reading on the New York Times recently was they're saying that uh, it seems like the Democratic Party is, is leaning on like the the fact that maybe the best chance for Joe Biden is actually to face against Trump, lah, to actually have faced Trump because he's beaten Trump once before, right? Mm. And so there's a playbook to try and beat Trump, lah, right? Oh. Uh, so that might be what they are actually angling for. And that's why uh, rather than that, you know, you haven't really heard uh, much attacks against Trump at this point, lah, right? Because they would rather have Trump as the opponent versus like, Someone, someone else like Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what the people are speculating. Because who are the other Democratic candidates uh, besides Biden? Uh, when I heard that he's likely to be running in November, I was like, oh shit, really? There's no other candidates? But I mean, given, being the incumbent president probably yeah. puts you at a, within the party or so. It's kind of like you got to stand behind the guy that you have right now, right? I guess. It might be your best chance. Uh. Although although Biden did, is, I mean, Biden is now 81 years old. Oh, fuck. Trump 81. is 77. So these oh guys my God. are really freaking old. So like if like Nikki Haley, the re, the other, the one who was the runner up in Iowa, yeah. she's 51. Yeah. So if she ran against Biden, there's a very, there's something to argue about, like the generational gap, like, right? Both these people. Yeah. So <laughs> Trump and Biden actually, I mean, they're both like, in the late 70s, Must early end 80s, the really. live debates by like 8pm so they can go sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, man. It's uh, It seems like, uh, I'm not re- really sure about the strategy from the Democratic Party like, yeah. in the sense of whether Trump in 2020 was different from Trump, Trump in 2024. Uh, I don't know, what's your perception of it? Like, just everything you know about Trump right now. I mean, like, uh, I've been just like, uh, haven't been diving deep into it, but mm. I, uh, up to this point, but I think the perception is that I think he's more emboldened. Yeah. Because for everything that he did, okay, politics aside, yeah. just the the perception, it feels like, wow, this guy can't do no wrong. And the more the authorities and the law clamps down on him, the stronger support he gets amongst his like uh, uh supporters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there's the same narrative also, right? Everybody's out to get him. Yeah. It's a witch hunt. Yeah. You know, and he, he has said it so many times and for even to understand how caucuses and elections and the Senate and representatives is so fucking confusing. Mm. If you're someone in the US and maybe you haven't dug, dug deep enough to understand what exactly he did wrong, mm. he's like the underdog, you know? Yeah, yeah. He plays the victim and, wow, it's scary, man. Yeah. Yeah. But then why why do you think it matters to us we are in Singapore? I mean, but the, like, look at even what happened recently with oh. uh, the Taiwan election, right? Yeah. And Singapore went to congratulate the new Taiwanese president and then got a rebuke from China, right? Uh, and you know what Singapore's stance always is? Like, we always have to sort of find the middle ground between, uh, you know, our our relationship with the US and our relationship with China, right? Yeah. And if anything, uh, it's getting harder and harder to, to thread that line, right? And... I think with Trump becoming president of the US, like I think one thing that is very certain, things become much more volatile like, when Trump is the, the is the president, right? Because there's even rumors that I mean he's even talked about uh, openly talked about uh, retribution against the people who who you know 
uh, screwed him over like, yeah. since the last election, like, right? And yeah. for example, like uh, his own vice president, Mike Pence, like, right? Uh-huh. Like who has come out and, and really said more publicly, you know, things about Trump, like, right? Uh, so yeah, I mean, you 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 really don't know that like, with Trump, he's really like a, a loose cannon. And uh, even for for anyone else that deciding, you know, how to toe the line between the relationship with the US and relationship with China, I think the presidency matters a lot. La. Mm. I think the the best analogy I can think of is like, let's say family gatherings, right? Mm. I'm sure everyone's family yeah. has that one person, right? Yeah, yeah. Where people kind of tiptoe around. Mm-mm. Maybe they got bad temper, they got this or the damn drama or just very needy, but it's always like, okay, okay, don't say this because yeah, yeah, someone yeah. will be upset. Yeah. And I fucking hate that. Oh, is it? I hate that shit. But, um... Why, are you, are you, are you that person at the party? I mean, I don't think I am. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't Nobody think hate this so I much. <laughs> because everyone else has to watch what they say, watch oh. what around this one person who, if he throws a hissy fit or she throws a hissy fit, wow, everybody. Uh. Mm. But then, at the same time, it really, it affects the dynamic of everyone because this person is so volatile. Uh, and in some way, that's what I see Trump. Mm. You know, like the nice uncle or the nice cousin where, you know, he's super chill and all. Maybe you let your guard down, you do some stuff, you say something that maybe you don't mean, maybe you're a bit more upfront with someone else in the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're more honest, but around this one person cannot. Everybody yeah. must just have dinner and like walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to me, that's Trump. Uh, I see, I see. Yeah. But you're not that person in the family. I right? hope not. <laughs> la. <laughs> if you were, you also probably wouldn't know. For my right? family members who listen to this once in a while, please message me if I am that person. I hope not. I hope not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least even if I am, right? I also know there are like there are I'm not the only one. You know, I'm not the only one. You're not the only one. What do you mean? No, if I'm one, because I've yeah, also yeah. noticed others. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm one, then there are also others. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah I really yeah. hope I'm not. I yeah. hope I'm not. But you mean you don't you don't see that in, in like uh extended family or anything like that? I guess if 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 I'm talking about extended extended where you yeah. get like it's like geopolitics to a certain extent, like, you know? Mm-hmm. You got the superpowers who are like the people who maybe clamp down a bit more and yeah. then you get marrying of all these inter interracial uh unions and stuff like that. Like. No, I I just wouldn't go out and declare that <laughs> you're I'm, not that I'm person. not that person. <laughs> I think if you are going around declaring that I'm not, uh, you're not a person, you could pos- potentially be okay, that la, person. Okay, fair point, fair point. Going around saying, oh, you know that guy, uh, you know that guy. And maybe you are that guy. Oh, yeah, that's true, man. <laughs> you, what? What's the term? Uh? You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become or a like villain. Or like for every finger that you're pointing at someone. Three pointing back at you. Yeah. Three pointing back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say four, but yeah, like, it's three. Like. Yeah, yeah, four, you know, like, you could yeah. be that person. So you saw me bear my soul and then you're like, you know what, I'm not going to Shoot myself in the foot potentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, I think I think it comes with <laughs> comes with age, like You understand that, yeah. Hey, actually, <laughs> as normal as you think you are, you know, there's the people's bars for normal are a bit different. Uh. Well, yeah. I still stand by what I say. <laughs> la. Exactly. That's what the uncle would say. I still stand by what I say. Like, yeah, yeah. You're young people, like, yeah. You're so strawberry generation. Uh, uh, yeah. That's true, la. That's true. That is true. Oh my god. Uh yeah, so if if anyone is listening, it was happens to be in my family. Just let's have a chat after this. Yeah, you know that you know this yeah. uh, this this, this guy like he, he keeps saying omelet omelet omelet. Everyone tells him omelet. He still wants to say omelet. 
He's not, but but yeah, he thinks he's not a problem. It's not a problem. He thinks that it's, it's very funny. You know, no, but that one also is somewhere related to family or Cindy. It's because someone messaged us that day saying they heard another Cindy person uh, on a podcast and he also said Amlet. Yeah. I think maybe it's a cultural thing. Maybe, maybe. maybe, oh, maybe. Okay. So yeah. now it's about culture. <laughs> it's Let's my bring people. in the racial, it's the bring in racial people. thing. Oh, cannot say anything because it will be a racial thing. Wow, this uncle, wow. Like, I just thought anything and he brings up race. Uh, wow, I cannot, I cannot take it. <laughs> yeah, we cannot make any racial, <laughs> yeah. we cannot say anything about omelet. Must be like, can you uh, beat the eggs and put yeah, it on a pan and fry yeah, it? I cannot criticize him about his love for celebrity gossip and all these things. Wow, he get very sensitive. <laughs> uh, no, I'm still smiling when I... When I push back against you, Terrence. Do you have another analogy? For what Trump is right now? Yeah. Uh, no, not the analogy, but I, I'm guessing maybe even some listeners and all, like, because, you know, this predated our podcast and all these things, right? Oh, yeah. It's it's easy to forget how how dystopian everything suddenly felt when Trump won, right? Remember mm. those early days? And I think we it was quite interesting for us because... I think when Trump won in like November or something of mm. 2016, was it 2016 or 20? Yeah. 2016. And then 2017 was in inauguration and all. I think 2017, uh, in that, that January or something, we, we had to fly to LA for, for, for work, right? Mm. And then there was all that talk about, you know, he's shutting down the airport to, you know, uh, certain Muslim countries and oh, things, yeah. remember? And yeah, there was, it was just like, just basking in that 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 don't say basking lah, but like being in that being there when people were so confused about what what how the administration would turn out and I'm walking through the LA airport and people are selling Trump toilet paper, you know? Mm. Your your most recently elected president now they're selling toilet paper of you at the international airport, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just like strange time, lah, strange time. Yeah. So again, yeah, we're, we're uh, I think people maybe have forgotten how uh, bizarre that whole era was already la. and yeah, uh, yeah. now we're, now it's going to happen again and maybe with even more intensity yeah, yeah. And, and I think why it matters to Singapore is because I mean you just look there are uh, there's so much shit going on in the world now but the bigger thing is that the, the West which has traditionally been more powerful like feels like there's a lot more a lot less respect for them mm, you yeah. know with the Russia-Ukraine war uh, going on and like still going on um, with uh, what's happening in the Middle East, yeah. and even recently the Houthi attacks, right? Uh, in in uh, where Singapore also had to, you know, be part of the twelve countries that said, you know what, we are against this. You know, mm. previously, like it felt like you know everybody there's this fear of the US, US's military might, mm. and how tough a stance they will take. It feels mm. like that's no longer there, la. Yeah, and then you look at China and Russia getting more and more influential and powerful and. Russia still carrying on despite all the sanctions against their gas and yeah. the European countries like Germany, their sanctions against them are now suffering. Yeah. yeah. So you look at it, you're like, oh shit, something's changing. And like, uh, it's not a, and we are just a little, little thing. Even today, Shamugam uh, said, small states should unite to call out big powers for violating international law. Mm, mm. Which is, I mean, interesting, la, like, because it feels like that, that, that watchdog, there's no watchdog anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's it's entertaining, yes, mm. but also scary, lah. Yeah, but I'm I'm pretty sure this will be the last time we talk about Definitely something not. that Trump says or does, lah. Right? Definitely not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely the, not. Trump for me is the closest I'll ever get to standing next to uh, a U.S. president, lah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you stood next to him. 
or you stood next to because his daughter Ivanka Trump went yeah. to I don't know if I told this story in the podcast before. yeah like 17 times yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. so it's, 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 my, it's my Subaru <laughs> challenge right yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly so I don't know where but yeah I'll dig it up but I have yeah. I have been almost the same distance between you and me I've yeah. been that close to standing next to Trump la. and you say he was quite tall right he's tall, tall yeah yeah he's yeah. very tall and uh, yeah la. but well, I mean, at that point of time, he was people looked at him a bit like a celebrity goofball, right? Yeah, you don't really yeah, take right. him seriously or anything. Little did I know, all those years later, you know that he'd he be, be a president of forty president. what? 40, he was what forty fourth, is it? Yeah, yeah, forty fifth, forty fifth. I think. I mean, we also sat across this to people who almost became Singapore president. That's true. Yeah, yeah that close, right? Who yeah, that, that close, close to become president? Who were also close. seen as like like goofballs and everything. <laughs> Yeah, at least yeah. one of them, like yeah, 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 at least one of them. True, true, true. But oh, I mean, yeah. I think it's it's important that everybody just understand that okay, this has kicked off. Uh, we're gonna see a lot of news about this, and also just understand that whatever happens, that it will inevitably trickle down to us, la. Yeah, yeah, we all see the effects of it, <clears throat> Yeah, but it's not gonna be the last time we talk about it, la. It won't. Yeah. Uh, Ooh. but yeah, talking about stuff trickling down to us. Uh, yeah. There's something that uh, a government initiative that was re- recently launched, uh, right? Mm. Uh, that has like I guess it's meant to to help the you know help the general population uh, with a little the, the trickle down trickle down effects la, of of like very smart people at the top planning certain things and then helping us with the cost of living issues in Singapore, la, right? Yeah. Uh, talking about trickling down that, right? So, yeah. yeah, what is this thing that the the government initiative that is being launched? Um, it is it is more like the relaunch, no? Because mm-hmm. I realized from from prepping for this, like it was first launched last May, twenty twenty three. Yeah. So that's why I'm curious, like why? Literally, you read the article, it sounds like it's being launched. Like, found mm. a budget meal at a coffee shop, added to this government crowdsourcing website. So basically, the website is budget meal go where. Uh, is the is the government portal mm. where people can search for budget meals at housing estates, yeah. uh, especially I mean coffee shops, and list it there and get it kind of like uh, approved uh, and identified as a public contribution. So it becomes like this database that anyone can contribute. Yeah. Uh, to la. Yeah. And the whole goal, like what you said, is to you know I think they even say to help help fellow Singaporeans la. Mm. So you go to the platform. It's like yeah, go where. Uh, I mean, go where sites. There's a bunch. There's yeah. budget meal. Go where CDC. Go where CD vouchers. CDC vouchers. Go where. So you sign up and then you you uh become like a what? Uh, there's the great budget meal hunt. <laughs> yeah. So it aims to increase the list offerings across the whole of Singapore with the help of all Singaporeans to help fellow citizens find and share more affordable meals. Mm, mm. So yeah, you have to submit photos uh, and verify the budget meals. La. Yeah. So basically, you go there, you sign up, you log in with SingPass. Mm. There's no... Uh, I mean, you actually get like points that you can redeem, mm. but they do say a lot it is a volunteer effort. La, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and if you sign up, you're a Crowdtask SG user. Mm, mm. So, what are what are your thoughts, Terence? Uh, I mean, it. Uh, firstly, I mean the the site itself is very bare bones, lah. Right? Yeah. It doesn't have much. It's just you input your address and and it spits out certain things. Mm. Uh, but I think they did. You know, there was a level of uh thought that went into making sure, trying to make sure that this is helpful, or Somehow, like I think, like you look at the FAQs. The first thing is. The first thing they point out is that these must be full meals 
and not side dishes or kids portions or half portion meals, right? Mm. So the insistence is that it must be a full meal uh, to be able to feed, uh, you know, an adult, right? Yeah. Um, and I mean, the, the rest of the FAQs and all that, uh, the standard stuff. But I think it, it kind of makes you, you know, in light of all the inflation and all the cost of living uh, debates that are going on now, people are even debating that aspect. Like, what is really considered a full meal these days, right? Mm. You know? Mm. And um, even for a site like this, like, you can't, it's not like there's an objective measure of what a full meal is and any hawker, you know, to get on this list could just whip up something that is a much smaller portion mm. or even like have limited quantities and and then they'll be displayed here. But when people actually go to the place and they realize, oh, it's sold out or it's not what it was advertised as like a full meal, mm. um, what's going to happen? Like, it's not like you can penalize them either, right? Yeah, yeah. So, people are saying like, how does this actually even really help the cost of living crisis, right? Yeah. And then there's a lot more debate about it. But yeah, how about you? Like, what do you think when you first saw this? Uh, my initial thought, like, oh, the crowdsourcing thing, really weird, but actually, you know, like having a website like that uh, would be useful. Like. Yeah. My initial thought, and as we've seen in the past, mm. my final thought can be very different from my initial thought, Terrence. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, to yeah. clarify. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the more <laughs> I looked at it, the more I uh, read the context of it, it does feel like a bit... Uh, it's almost like uh, sugar-coating the real problem mm. uh, in a way that makes it seem like, you know, you volunteer, you're helping your fellow Singaporean to do this and like... Uh, yeah, it just feels a bit, uh, what was the word, masochist, almost? Uh, in the sense that, like, making something like this sound more pleasurable than it actually should be. Mm, mm. In the sense, like, okay, so, so I mean, just a bit more history. It was launched in May 2023, has had more than 300,000 unique visitors, mm. started with a list of 40 HDB rental coffee shops. Now, apparently, there are 2,500 budget meals across 310 coffee shops. Mm. Um, so, um, and since May last year, all HDB rental coffee shops have had to offer budget meal options upon their tenancy renewal. Mm. Um, and if they will like HDB offer 5% discount uh, subject to verification that the new budget meals and drinks have been implemented. Mm-hmm. So um, I think this one talks a lot about the consumer's end. But then the more I read about it, my thought was like, okay, the budget meals, I can imagine hawker stalls uh, having to offer a budget meal is also not ideal. Right? Mm, mm. Uh, because, okay, it is a lower cost option which means that the margins are lower. Mm. Like, if it is out of your own incentive, because, I mean, online I was seeing some people post saying that when you go to the super heartlands and you still see meals for like 2 to $3, it's because the demographic there, there's a lot of old people mm. who maybe can't afford something more expensive. So, it's almost the hawker's own initiative. Mm. But it's mandated, right? Mm. Then it becomes, okay, so already hawker centers are being squeezed, margins are getting tighter, they have to offer a budget meal. Mm. And then now, there's this website that basically says, hey, you, this person offering cheap food, you go and yeah. fucking take. It's like, you know, you tell one friend, hey, okay, I do this for you, like, yeah. just... Like, just favor between you and I. Yeah. Then the friend go and post on Facebook and everybody <laughs> comes and say, hey, you make a good curry. Uh. You can you can make for me or not. You can do yeah. free, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that kind of like, yeah. like, oh, you help a friend to do, you do some services or yeah. you help a friend, you give you a friend price. 
Then they go around telling, hey, this one, this guy very good, very cheap, very cheap. Yeah, you go to him, go to him. Then everybody comes to you and they tell them your actual price and they're like, oh, fuck you. Oh, you know, fuck yeah. you, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, you told that friend, how come you were so good for that friend, so cheap and good for that friend, but not cheap and good for everyone else, huh? You're arrogant <laughs> bastard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or you think, hey, you mean you're closer to that person than me? Uh? How come you can yeah, offer him, yeah. we cannot? Then yeah. he says, no, I can't offer you, but there are 10 other people asking, I can't offer everyone. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, bastard, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. So that was the feeling I got by the end. I was really like, huh, yeah. is this is this something that should be glamorized to that extent? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think you hit the nail on the head, like that that this budget meal thing is mandated for all HGB rental coffee shops that want to renew their tenancy. Yeah. yeah. They have to offer a budget meal option. No? Yeah. So it's almost like a Bopian, you just have to do it. And then now suddenly there's this website almost like a like a food blogger, kind of like hungry go where kind of website recommending, hey, your budget option. Then if a lot of people come and eat your budget option, you'll probably go out of business at exactly. some point, like, right? Yeah. Because it's not, I mean, granted, you are, it's your job as a business to make it work, like, right? Yeah. But you are also only doing it because of the parameters of, of, of the regulations. Uh. Yeah. Like if that regulation didn't exist, I think most wouldn't, wouldn't, typically think of doing it unless it's like for a more altruistic reason like you said older people yeah, yeah, yeah. to them to eat small portions by but yeah because it's the same authority that is mandating yes. this <laughs> and then also suddenly creating this like food blogger Seth Louis uh, com- competition it's a bit stranger yeah 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 it yeah strange. it's like, it it's like Darren's like punch you in the face yeah. then I tell Tristan hey Tristan you know like Terrence needs help lah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. if you help him it will be a good thing for anything but yeah, exactly like what you said. There's one end of the thing that's causing all this. Mm, mm, but then, mm. so this way, there was no mention of like how the hawkers are kind of benefiting from this to a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, which felt weird lah. Yeah. And I saw on Reddit, someone said, you know what would be a better app? Getting people to find low rental rates for the coffee shop. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That would be, I was like, hey, fuck. Or like finding lower cost suppliers for your raw materials. Mm. But then for the suppliers also, they'd be like, hey, fuck, you tell yeah. person, this one I got a cheap thing. Yeah. Uh, even though it was like a one-on-one relationship. So it just feels like, hmm. Yeah. But but then, okay, let's say, let's say if it does help some people. Mm. Mm. Then, I mean, in the end, like, I don't know how many people would use this. Uh, uh, if it does provide some value to make it more affordable for people, isn't that a good thing? That's also a valid point. Yeah. Uh, there are people who are on the lookout for budget options, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it's even not, don't even say old people, but let's say around your office and things like that, right? If these things come up, it could help. So, um, I, I guess, yeah, it's not, it's not, a terrible thing, but maybe it's just the the positioning of it, lah, right? Mm. Where it talks about it's almost like a like the onus becomes I mean, maybe because this thing places the onus on the public to yeah. contribute and tell people what what are the budget options. Whereas as a regulator, you would by right you are supposed to enforce that that budget meal option like for all renewals of tenancies, right? Mm. So you already have the information on Somewhere, right? You must have the information somewhere, right? So it could just be a, literally an Excel spreadsheet <laughs> where you sort, oh, where are the budget meals? Then you create a website just based on that, right? As opposed to having to rely on the public to to tell each other where these budget meals are found. Like you as a regulator, getting all the applications for for rental re- renewals, you have the information about where the budget meals are, right? Then you can just collate the information and put it out there yourself, not relying on yeah. the public to do it. But I guess... 
Actually, now that you brought that up, I think it's something that maybe they did have a thought. Yeah. Okay, so this is again speculation, speculation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But internally, yeah. maybe there was a thought, you know, we have all this info, why don't mm. we make it public? Yeah. But it really won't be a good look, right? Mm. If they mandate these hawker stalls to provide the cheaper things and then use that and make it public, here are all the cheap meals. Yeah. So what yeah. better way to do it? That's why they call it... The public to do it. Yeah, it's called the Great Budget Meal Hunt. It's like made into almost like a like a gamified uh, competition, right? No, exactly. So if you go to the Hungry Go website, you click. It is powered by this thing called CrowdTask SG, mm, right? Mm. Um, and CrowdTask SG, it is a gov tech platform, which mm. is the tech arm of like um uh, the government. And essentially is that we are a gamified platform for any government agency in Singapore to crowdsource tasks and engage citizens in a fun and meaningful way. Mm. So this makes it even a bit more non, like harder to, to swallow for me also. Like. Mm. Because mm. in some way, it is making a game out of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and like there are real things that you see. I think there is a one one service app or something where you yeah. can report like things you see. Correct, correct. And like if you're reporting potholes, you know, that one you can understand. It is to really make, you do one action that can make things a lot better for everyone else. Mm. And there's no one who's losing out, lah. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Whereas in this case, it feels like, I mean, I saw some people say like it feels like the Hunger Games or Squid Games. Not to that extreme. Mm. It feels a bit like that. Yeah. It's like okay, here this this thing that these people have been done because they're mandated. But you know what? Like um, mandated against their own choice. I assume. Mm. But let's make a game out of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it feels like ooh shit. Mm. Yeah, because philosophically, I think a lot of people actually feel that. Uh, Hawkers, they're not the the bad guys, right? Yeah. In terms of rising prices and all. They are the heroes. Yeah, if anything, uh. they are being squeezed a lot, right? With the cost of, uh, you know, everything going up, the ingredients and everything. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this, about our hawker culture and everything as well, and how unsustainable it is, right? The prices mm. that they're charging versus what people are paying for, like pasta or pizza in some restaurant and everything, right? Um, of course, you could argue, you know, if it was such a bad deal, why are people still doing it, right? Yeah. Uh, but I think the the difference is that they there are certain things that are mandated of hawkers, right? Like providing budget meals that almost weaves them into the fabric of like this is part of how we feed, you know, the masses yeah, as the well, masses. right? Correct. So, yeah, I, I think if that's what we understand how the you know, the relationship between hawkers and the people and the government and everything is supposed to be. Uh, then, yeah, so there, there needs to be understanding that or at least like some clearer communication that this is that this is that relationship right, that hawkers are helping, you know, keep, keep uh, provide budget meals and things like that. Whereas, I think, yeah, like what you said, like, this gamified site and all kind of positions it almost like a... Like, like oh, this hawker is providing, yeah, like, <laughs> happens to be providing a budget meal, you know, out of his own kindness and goodness of his heart, right? Yeah. And it's up to you, the public, to tell us about which hawkers are doing it out of the goodness of their heart and put it put it up here. So, yeah. yeah, the whole thing just feels a bit, bit tone deaf. I think in light of, you know, what the hawker, you know, everyone knows about the dying hawker trade. Everyone knows that at the same time is our UNESCO heritage uh, cultural UNESCO cultural heritage thingy, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it seems to it seems to be uh portrayed in a slightly different way, 
yeah. with these games and all. Yeah. yeah, and it feels like the more we talk about it, the more I feel like, ugh, this has a bit of a... Yeah, it's literally the people who are... You can almost like dis, disconnected from the reality. Like It almost yeah. sounds good in theory. Yeah. Because, I mean, the definition of budget meal is 350 or below, right? Yeah. But if you look at it, I think if you ask anyone, generally, a chicken rice now you pay five six dollars is the norm already. Yeah. So everything has been increasing, but the budget thing three fifty that feels like a. I mean, honestly, now you eat three fifty at hawker center is quite rare, right? Yeah, you can barely get anything. Yeah. Yeah, so that means the hawker really is depressing their own their own prices, uh, to meet this requirement. And if they give less food, you can imagine again, gonna backlash. Yeah. How can this be like a a budget meal or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just feels wow, something something off about this. Uh, mm. The more we talk about it. I think you're right, lah. It just feels very disconnected from reality on the ground of what people are talking about. You know, rising prices and everything. Yeah. Although, although I see I, when I see a lot of uh, Reddit posts, for example, about people complaining about how their hawker food is very expensive now and all. Uh, how do you feel about that, lah? When you see, I mean, regular people. Uh, and I think like we have to accept that the prices are going to go up, lah. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Whenever I see that, I'm like, hmm. I don't I don't deep dive into it, but I feel like okay, then there's a expectation versus reality la, Yeah. That oh a meal at a hawker, how can it cost eight dollars? Mm. But that has to be kind of like the normal for you. Yeah, I mean can we blame uh you know those uh families of all these hawkers, the children, for not wanting to take over their parents' business, you know? Mm. It's such a low margin, uh such a tough business to survive, la, right? In Singapore. Yeah. And and even just raising the prices by like fifty cents or something, uh, you get a big backlash and already. So it's like how to how to see yourself, you know, doing it as a career, yeah. like how their parent, how their you know those first generation hawkers did, like, right? Yeah. So it's just we can't have our cake and eat it at the same time, like, right? If we yeah. want to at least like keep this hawker tradition alive, then we also got to accept that hey, you know, prices going up and and. Everything, the cost of everything is going up and uh, same for hawkers. It's also, they're also being squeezed. Uh. Yeah, it's not yeah. entirely their fault, uh, right? Yeah. So, I, I I don't know. It just feels like, especially, yeah, like what you said, like in the context of everything, right? Because in some way, you know, can you imagine if like the basic hawker price for a meal was back to the thousand most expensive meals in Singapore <laughs> yeah. and discounted a bit. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. would be seen as fucking ridiculous, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. This is almost like at the other extreme. Mm. You know, like everything is going up, but you know what? The hawker price needs to be kept as low as possible regardless of what is happening. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost back to like the lowest cost meals in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, a percentage or a multiplier of that. Lah. So just like, like last week when you were talking about the I know it's almost two different worlds, but just looking at it, you're like, hmm, something a bit off here. La. The correct. So if, if they want to just do that to make sure that hawkers provide the essential service of feeding people on a budget, yeah, then it's this kind of initiatives where it's almost like celebrating that. Yeah. that aspect of it. it just feels strange. Yeah. Feels out of place. Feels a bit tone deaf. Yeah. yeah, and what unless you mandate every restaurant to have budget yeah. option, <laughs> every restaurant you have like what Odette, that's the Michelin thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, three hundred dollars for your <laughs> omakase. But if you want three fifty, three fifty. Yeah, what can you get for three fifty? You get two pieces of caviar. 
and one grain of rice. But it needs to be a full meal. Yeah, yeah. But it needs to be a full meal. Same about, you go high tea lao, so you need to have a three fifty <laughs> option. Because you, the, you get a little soup in a cup or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think high tea lao is still three fifty, maybe because the sauces are all free, right? Yeah. So it's one big bowl of sauce oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like rice, like yeah, yeah, yeah. three fifty. But then it feels okay. Then you're talking about eat feeding everyone. But this one, again, it feels like, okay, it's only for the people who typically eat at hawker centers because they cannot afford restaurants. We will give you budget. Yeah. For the people who eat in restaurants, never mind, you go spend whatever you want. So yeah, it's just the, the optics, man. As Pritam says, uh, two Singapores. Uh, right? Two yeah. Singapores. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, two Singapores. And the yeah. crowd task SG. I mean, we were just praising like some of the stuff GovTech, GovTech has done before, right? Mm-hmm. Like the parking.sg and all. This platform, it sounds great. You know, any government agency, you want to crowdsource stuff, sure. And there are many ways to crowdsource good stuff. Mm. But this one, it almost feels like, fuck, man, it's gamifying something that it's not to be celebrated, like, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. Like. It's with the squeeze and everyone feeling the cr- the, the, the pain of inflation and all that. Uh, this one feels a bit, yeah, like what you said, it's a bit too much of a celebration of, of yeah. oh, we have these budget options. Budget meals, still yeah. got these budget meals. Huh? Why yeah. are you complaining about not being hungry? Yeah. Still we all got 1,600 <laughs> meals that you can have across 410 coffee shops in Singapore yeah. and you still say Singapore is expensive. Yeah. So it's really up to you. Do you want to eat in a hawker centre? Yeah. Uh, coffee shop or restaurant? Yeah. Was, it, was, it, was it those three options? That I, think, I think those three. Think, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it. I mean, like, is there... Is there anything Super that lining. you think could be crowdsourced that would actually wouldn't have like a backlash like this, lah, right? Mm. I mean, uh, for me, oh. one thing is like mm. a lot of times when I meet other young parents and all, uh, one of the things we talk about is like, oh, what can you like go out and do with your kid uh, that is entertaining that doesn't cost like astronomical amounts of money to like to do, lah. Like, uh, I was just at the aquarium last uh, over the weekend and all. Uh, cost me $88, man. Like, mm. just for two parents to go in together. Mm. $88 just to, you know, go to your career. Of course, it's, it's nice and all, but, you know, it's quite a lot to swallow, like, right? Yeah, just to yeah. go out with your kid for like a few hours. Right? So, I've, I've, I mean, when I meet other parents, we talk a lot about options of like, what can you do for cheap or for free with your child that, that can entertain them for a few hours that doesn't, there isn't anything uh, hedonistic, like, you know, like, 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 uh, screen time and watching watching a TV or video or things like that like, right mm. so yeah the things like that could be I think could be very useful mm. um, but then Terrence our economy tourism is a big part of it so sure. we cannot celebrate the low cost recreational activities because if you do that the economy will not grow uh, so yeah, cannot, yeah. Cannot, cannot. But, but I mean I would argue that um, you know let's say you go to a park usually uh, going to a park is free right after the park you know, you can go and have a drink and go and have a coffee or that. Uh, you yeah. bring more footfall to, to the parks and all. That's that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I totally agree. So, if we what? Bored parent, go where? Yeah, 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 yeah. Entertain children, go where? Yeah, you know? entertain children, go yeah, where? Because, yeah, yeah. yeah, going to a zoo, going to the aquarium, all these places, not cheap, man. Uh, yeah, really expensive yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, wow, I never had to think about this. So, I don't have anything off the top of my head. Mm, but I mean, but, don't you and your wife last time for like dates and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah. You you know, there's don't you have like somewhere where you write down all Pak the things? Togoe, yeah, yeah Paktogo. Yeah, exactly. Ah, that's a great uh, option. Paktogo. Yeah, why don't you all do that for <laughs> encourage our young people to procreate by like doing other things? Don't of course don't put down like this void deck very you know very <laughs> this secluded. stairwell like, <laughs> this between <laughs> the seventh and the eighth floor. The stairs right, fucking clean. Yeah, right? secluded. 
the angle is just nice. Uh. <laughs> Nobody can see. Yeah, that's why it gets very quiet and all. Taco, yeah, it sounds like a, it sounds like a, a, a porno, like a. a no, but honestly, porno, one like, dating that yeah. would actually be helpful. Helpful to do what? I mean, to figure out where to go and like you know uh, plan the private, plan the uh, privacy, especially like back when I was staying with like with the family home yeah, and all, yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know. You need you need to manufacture all this outside, oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I can't imagine that being a government agency. Yeah, but actually, yeah. they say for government agencies, government agencies to use crowd tasks, isn't there like I know SDU doesn't yeah. uh uh for MSF like MSF yeah ah, MSF yeah yeah pakto go eh pakto go eh then yeah so stuff like that uh <laughs> budget budget option <laughs> budget pakto budget pakto go eh <laughs> yeah because birth rate right yeah, we need birth yeah, rate yeah. we need more uh yeah um budget yeah budget pak go away. Yeah yeah and young people are not they're not going out as much. They're not like uh you know they're not as keen to have like kids and things like that, right? Yeah, as yeah, young, yeah. as older generation. So I think it's important man to like keep people entertained and make sure they know that yeah sometimes you mean you don't have to spend a lot of money just because you want to go dating and all that. Yeah, yeah yeah. And even like I mean there can still be something about hawkers but maybe celebrating the parts of them that I would imagine they don't like. You have a crowdsource thing where it's just like the hawker with a story or something like that. You know, like mm. there's something very unique about this hawker that is not just about the food. There's the whole culture behind mm. that stall. Yeah. I think, I think during COVID, like, during COVID, ah, period, yeah, yeah, correct, it was right. all the, these Facebook groups about yeah. supporting the hawkers at like United or something like that. Yeah. Uh, where it was like uh, telling people where you could order from, you know, to support this hawker who's struggling during COVID. And, and giving all. a bit of their story yeah, about yeah, what yeah, the hawker yeah. is. And yeah, all. what they offer and how they've transitioned to, you know, from selling in person to, to take away and all that. Yeah, exactly. Then you elevate the, the almost the dignity of the uh, uh, hawker. Because mm -hmm. right now, hawker go away. If you enter your... your uh, postal code. It just comes up. Block one five one below Reservoir Road. Tong Tong Yuan Coffee Shop. One curry chicken three fifty. Mm. Then it almost feels like the hawker is almost like this vending machine. Yeah. That is soulless. You just go there and get your chicken rice. Yeah. But as humans of New York has done for you know people of New York, I'm surprised. Maybe there should be something like a repository where every hawker stall has the story behind it. Mm, mm. And you want to celebrate our our hawker culture? There you go, man. Yeah. Then yeah. it feels like something like people, hey, fuck, I did this, you know, this guy, it's su such a sweet, the two kids have taken over the family business and they're doing some cool stuff with Wantan yeah, Me, yeah. which I've seen before. Yeah. You know, so, so crowdsource, that kind of stuff. Uh. Yeah, maybe marry our, our earlier two ideas, lo, like about best hawker stores to pak tor. Wow, <laughs> go away, yeah. Go away. <laughs> best hawker stores to pak tor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, love it. That, that one, that one confirmed, 10, yeah, 10 yeah, will yeah, use. Yeah, yeah, because, because uh. I think, yeah, different hawker centers or different stores, different they types of cool food. Shit la, right? And they affect your experience of uh, going on yeah. a date to a hawker center. Or even you could take away and sit down somewhere and eat, la, right? Yeah, and whenever you bring someone to a hawker stall and you eat the food and they enjoy it, wow, you feel yeah, like a champion. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And you save money as well. So, no. budget, park talk. <laughs> Wait, best hawker experience for budget, park talk away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, can. So, GovTech. You know, you know, you know, you know what's your next your next task, man. That was our budget recommendation for you, yeah, yeah, right. basically. <laughs> free of charge. Free of charge. Free our of charge. Consultation. Free of charge. Yeah. All right. Cool, yeah. man. What is your one short comment of the week? All uh, of this of the last few days. My one short comment is uh finally I think we can give the results of the poll. 
Ah, okay. Because it closed like literally nine minutes ago. Yeah. We are recording this Wednesday uh, around noon. And the poll uh, set up by Majestic Economist uh, six, five days ago, asking whether, do you think there is any chance that minister's salary will go down? Do you agree with Terence that there is absolutely no chance that the ministers will take a pay cut? Or do you agree with Harish that we can give them the benefit of the doubt that there's possi- a possibility they might? Mm. Uh, so the results of the survey, 172 votes, 148 said no way, 0% chance that minister salaries will go down. And 24 people said there is a chance, even if very low, that the ministerial, ministerial salaries will go down. Mm. So 172, 148 against uh, 124. So that's about... One four eight against one two four. Oh, two, 24. 24, yeah. So about 86% mm. anecdotally. So all I can say is it is not a one in hundred thing. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the main yeah, thing I want to so hammer it's, home. It's a very small pool. And, and I think mine, because non-zero means it's a, it's a much wider amount, right? And, and me, I'm just saying zero. I just, uh, it's just one figure. Correct, Yours correct. is like, Anything above zero, then yeah. they got voted. Yeah, but basically, what you were saying, if I recall, you're like, mm. if you ask hundred people, only one person might think. And I also want to clarify that uh, it's just the initial thought, lah. Whether mm. or not that's the end conclusion, that's a different thing. But uh, you were very adamant that I am way off, mm. and it's a one in hundred thing, lah. So I know this is a small pool, but I was gonna say eighty six percent is an overwhelming majority. Sure, sure, sure. My main thing was it is overwhelming. not a one in hundred thing. <laughs> you made a call to our lovely audience to do a poll. The results have come in. So Terence, just accept. It's an overwhelming majority. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter, okay? I think uh, I think we are too, it cannot be too fixated on the no, 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 on no. the semantics of what our it's discussion is. It's all about the semantics. It's when all say, about the semantics. There's like zero chance. What I'm saying is that there's an overwhelming majority. No, no, no. You like literally that. say you go and ask 100 people and you'll be the only one. I remember that, Terence. Small pool, small pool. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 162 people, 172 people were asked. Trump right. Trump won 51% of votes See, in Iowa. Terrence. And people said overwhelmingly ran away with Terrence, it. Terrence, 86%. If you didn't say, you go and ask 100 <laughs> people, you're the only one, it'd be totally fine. Okay. Then I will accept, okay, overwhelming war, uh, majority. But I'm just yeah. saying that when you throw out stats like that, you'd be ready yeah, yeah. to back it up. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, so yeah, I, I think it's it's good people came out and, and did it. So yeah. I stand corrected that it's only 86%. That's all small I amount, to hear. Small amount. That's a, I stand corrected. Yeah, just yeah. some acknowledgement that you threw out something yeah. that was a hyperbole. Like. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay, thank I you, only, Terrence. I learned from the best to do it. <laughs> <laughs> 86%, small number. Yeah. Small number still. Correct. All right. What about you, man? Uh, I think... Yeah, I mean, our last podcast about the EasyLink Simply Go transition Yeah, uh, triggered a lot of people on YouTube as well. Mm. So, uh, someone did say, yeah, Munster1404 did say, I'm still using the old EasyLink card. We'll update two weeks before Simply Go is enforced. And I pay about 30% of my recurring bills in cash, queuing up at counters old school. It's become part of the lifestyle. Not going to change it anytime soon. That made me think, like, yeah, it's true like, that sometimes... It's not necessarily about convenience or certain things. Sometimes people stick to things because it's just part of their lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. The rhythm of things they do, going to a counter, queuing up, and uh, you know whether it's an AXS machine and all that. Because it maybe just gets them out of the house, gets mm-hmm. them, it's on their way to doing something, and they just they're just so used to the cadence of doing it like every week or something that mm. they wouldn't want it any other way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So mm. that, that's something that we didn't talk about, I think, like just 
people just prefer the old ways of doing things, now, right? Mm. Yeah. I, I saw one thing on another thread where someone was saying that I think her father has access to the Simply Go or like the father pays for the uh, easy link last time. But then now because upgrade to Simply Go, the father pays for the So the father can see, Tracks, yeah. track her movement, what time she yeah, takes yeah, bars, yeah, you know. Yeah. And it just feels like, oh shit, that's another thing that you don't think about, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Privacy. Uh, so, Privacy. Um, cool. And and what about your one shook thing, man? Um, uh, my one shook thing is kind of like a doubling down on the. I think that previously I talked about the the Japanese man Atarashi Gakko, mm. uh, and the collab they did with uh with a YouTuber mm. that I thought was pretty awesome. But actually, like, just really been enjoying the music for the last month or something, you know, and uh, it's really quite something lah. I, I feel yeah. that that. When I listen to the music, a lot of it is very, I'm very unfamiliar with it, but uh, it really brings me the rose that that feeling of like discovering a band that that really makes you excited as a young person again, mm. which is harder and harder to do as you get older. Yeah, because you know we we literally our brains are literally hardwired to like listen to a certain type of music up to a certain age, and then we kind of stick to that sound for the rest of our lives, right? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh, there's certain things thing. that your brain just, or at least your musical tastes. I saw ingrained in you up to your like I think thirties or something like that lah. Mm. You know, so to discover a band that you know so young and so different and the kinds of music that they do is so eclectic and so many spans a lot a lot of different genres. You know, I think it's a cross between I would say Beastie Boys, uh, Jimiroquai, and oh, like really? yeah, baby metal, a lot of different genres. So yeah, it's been really really like something to really sink into lah. Mm. The whole the whole thing and not feel like very out of touch with society like why, why young people listen to this shit these days uh, it's like you know yeah, someone in their 40s can also say hey this is very very interesting because I was just thinking along the lines of what you said that day about how it is so difficult to stand out as an artist now mm. you know like you break out what does it mean to break out it's almost like you break out amongst your niche but yeah discovering someone who's like oh fuck like uh, blows your mind oh. yeah. Oh, yeah I still haven't checked out check them out yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I will check uh. it out. so that's why this is my one show thing to double down on that Cool. Uh, my one show thing is after Singles Inferno, I was looking for the next show to watch in in parallel with like Band of Brothers, and I thought, okay, let me do something a bit more chill. And a show I've been wanting to watch for a long time is a uh, Life on Our Planet on Netflix. So it is a uh, it is Netflix original. Uh, it is uh narrated. It's one of those documentary uh things, but it goes back to the early life of uh uh early history of Life on Our Planet. Mm. Um, focusing on like a bit on the super early part where it was just cells mm. but uh, more about like reptiles and amphibians and dinosaurs and mammals and how that coexisted like. so it, the CGI is so damn impressive that sometimes when they cut to actual footage it's hard to tell them apart like. okay. uh, which I think adds to it but it's just something that you look at it you see the saber-toothed tiger you see like these two-meter birds and it's like a modern day documentary except mm. set in prehistoric times like. mm. Uh, and I watched one episode so far, I'm like, oh shit, this is just a very cool thing to watch and be like, oh fuck. Just just imagine what life was like back then where no cities, just nature everywhere. Mm, mm. And narrated by Morgan Freeman. So it's a it's an easy watch. Mm. Uh, so I, I like it. I like it a lot. 
What budget meals do you think they ate back in the day? Like Ooh, I think the grass <laughs> la. La, I think the dinosaurs, that's what their call was, right? You know, the, oh. the diplodocus, you know, they eat some cheap grass and yeah, they yeah, yeah. call then all the diplodocus <laughs> come la. Budget grass go away. <laughs> budget grass go away. <laughs> budget grass go away, exactly. So so uh Man and Brothers boring, uh. like you have to watch simultaneously. Yeah, I watch some it's not a show where I finish one episode, I'm dying for the next. Oh really? I want to finish it because I I, I really enjoy it every time I watch it, but it's a bit heavy sometimes. Oh, right? yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a bit heavy. So, so just like, have to alternate. La. I see, I see. Yeah, man. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember to follow us and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, social media. And if you want to work with us, where should they email, Terrence? Contact at ministryoffunny.com. Hell yeah, man. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace.